It was in a little wood in early morning. The sun was climbing behind a steep cliff in the east and the light was flooding nearer and nearer and then making pools among the trees. Suddenly from a dark corner of purple brown stems and tawny moss there shone out a great golden star. It was just a dandelion and half withered but its face full to the sun and had caught into its heart all the glory it could hold and it was shining so radiantly that the dew that lay on it still made a perfect halo around its head. And it seemed to talk standing there to talk about the possibility of making the very best of these, our, these lives of ours. For if the sun of righteousness has risen upon our hearts, there is an ocean of grace and love and power lying all around us, an ocean to which all earthly light is but a drop. And it is ready to transfigure us. As the sunshine transfigured the dandelion, and on the same condition that we stand full face to God. These words were journaled in 1901 by Lilius Trotter during a time of solitude in Switzerland. Years before Lilius, after hearing the need of those in North Africa who had never heard the name of Christ, she felt the call to take the name of Christ to Algeria. She applied to go with a mission agency, but she was turned down due to ill health. So she took her own resources and went anyway. Knowing no Arabic and moving about on the back of a camel and going where no European women, woman had ever been before. And she spent the rest of her life bringing the light and life of Christ to North Africa. Have you ever stopped and thought about the purpose of your life? That if your life is not your own, for what purpose is it? We've all heard that we were purchased. We know we've heard that before, our lives are not our own. But have you thought what the outworking of that might just be? The Lord's dealings with you, how he leads you. Because if you're in him, there's a greater purpose at work in your everyday. There's a sovereign purpose in your life when you're surrendered to him. We have the blessing of hindsight that we can read the scriptures and see his work with these different people through the ages, but they did not necessarily know what he was doing with them day by day. And nor do we. Generations of people throughout the years used for his purpose, many of them spoke and sensed of things that would be one day. They had promises but when they looked at the reality of what was around them, they didn't already see it in their immediate. But God was at work using them, writing his story through them, his poetry written through the ages, through the lives and the obedience and surrender of his people, pointing to himself, and he hasn't stopped.
He's riding with you. He's riding with me. Lilias eventually turned her journal entry into a little flyer and she added some more words. I'm just going to read a bit more. Bear with me. Gathered up, focused lives, intent on one aim, Christ. These are the lives on which God can concentrate blessedness. It is all for all. Never has it been so easy to live in half a dozen good, harmless worlds at once. Art, music, social science, games, motoring, the following of some profession and so on. And between them, we run the risk of drifting about the good and hiding the best. It is easy to know whether our lives are focused, and if so, where the focus lies. Where do our thoughts settle when consciousness comes back in the morning? Where do they swing back when the pressure is off during the day? Does this test not give the clue? Then dare to have it out with God. And after all, that is the shortest way. Dare to lay bare your whole life and being before him and ask him to show you whether or not all is focused on Christ and his glory. Dare to face the fact that an unfocused, good and useful as it may seem, it will prove to have failed of its purpose. Turn your full soul vision to Jesus and look and look at him and a strange dimness will cover over all that is apart from him and the divine by which God's saints are made will lay hold of you. On the other side of the world was another lady named Helen Lemmel and when she came across this flyer with these words was inspired to write a song called The Heavenly Vision or the one we know, Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus. Who would have known that from the journals of one woman surrendered to the Lord was the inspiration of a timeless song that's moved us all. But both of them had their eyes on Jesus. And I believe that the fruit of their surrender of their lives was for others. They had no idea how that by them surrendering and walking with God pollinated someone else's walk to fulfill their calling God. And what that says to me is how you walk with him right now matters because you have no idea where the fruit of your life will end up. Just like the dandelion, when you blow it, all those little seeds go spreading in the wind. No matter how small or insignificant or ordinary you might feel day to day, what matters is your surrender to the Lord and his work. And your breakthroughs just might be someone else's breakthroughs. A few years ago, I received a word from Elaine Hands, and it was on a piece of paper, and one of the things that stood out to me, she said, I believe that you are a full stop. And without going into too much detail, it's kind of, in reading this story of what happened, 
with the inspiration of this song, it now makes sense. That idea that I might just be a full stop in a sentence that God's writing, so the fruit of my life, and then it continues with someone else starting the next sentence. You just never know what he's doing. You just never know why this thing that you're going through, you're going through, but he knows. He's writing a beautiful poem, and we are all needed in some way. We're going to look at Psalm 16. It will help us. Excuse me for a second. These are David's words. Verses 8 to 11. I have set the Lord always before me. Because he is at my right hand, I shall not be shaken. Therefore my heart is glad and my whole being rejoices. My flesh also dwells secure. Straight up. Can you say that? Because he is at my right hand, I shall not be shaken. Are you aware how close he is to you? For if you've died with him, you also live with him, and you also reign with him, what can man do to you? When you're aware that he's there, you can say, I will not be shaken. Jesus can say peace to that storm because he was asleep in that storm. Verse 9, Therefore my heart is glad and my whole being rejoices. My flesh also dwells secure. Remember Jesus' words? whose disciples rejoice that your names are written in heaven. When you're in him, your life is secure in him. In verse 10, it's kind of a mirror of what we just read, but for you will not abandon my soul to Sheol or let your Holy One see corruption, you would know from Acts 2 and 13, this is a resurrection verse quoted of Christ. It's also for us. This is where I want to get to, verse 11. You make known to me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. When you set the Lord before you always, when you continually surrender to him, he leads you in the path of life. And it's on that path that you live. It's not just the path of your life. It's the path where you live, where you find your being, where you are your most complete and satisfied. And where you really are alive. But if you start looking at the path, you won't know where you're going. Like Peter sinking in the sea when he stepped out, when he stopped looking at Jesus. If you look at the situations, if you look to the right, if you look to the left, you miss the path because you've got to be looking at him. I've set the Lord before me. Remember Elijah? 
After all the massive victories and miracles, he found himself in the wilderness saying, Am I no better than my father's? Thinking he was the only one. He was a man like us because he was a man like us. I know that struggle. We know that struggle. It's common to us all. The words of this song written so many years ago, it is common to humans that we have to keep our eyes on him. And the result is he leads us in the path. The life path. In your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Like the path where we focus, where we concentrate our attention is what we see. And there are so-called joys and pleasures around us, but there are only one and only authentic pleasures in him that trump everything else. They are real, eternal, heavenly, for now. But they have to be sought. When we're satisfied without him, we're perhaps blind and numb to the pleasures in him that we're missing out on. His invitation to us is to have fullness of joy in his presence. And this psalm is not speaking of just at the end of time. It's speaking of now. In his presence now, you have fullness of joy. Remember Jesus' baptism. When his father spoke and said, This is my son whom I love and I am well pleased. John made an observation that the spirit descended on Jesus like a dove and remained. Imagine doing life with a dove on your shoulder. How would you do life? Would you run? Would you flail your arms around? No, you walk gently. You're conscious. You're conscious of the presence. You're conscious that it's resting on you. It's with you. You're conscious that you can grieve it. You're conscious that it can fly away and sometimes it flies away and you don't even know it's gone. Like the road to Emmaus. When they said to each other, didn't our hearts burn? They realized the Lord had left. His presence comes to us gently, like a dove, but it's awesome in power, but it leaves gently too. He's inviting us to enjoy his presence now, any time of day, anywhere in life. And when you're aware of him, when you're aware of the dove and how close he is to you, you do what you can to keep him there. You point your attention to him. There is joy like no other. There are pleasures like no other than being with him and him with you. Forgive us, Lord, for ever thinking that the things of this earth are more enjoyable than you. Very often it can be a subconscious or it can be a 
reaction to go and do this thing instead of the Lord's quietly there. I was praying this week and the verse about the smoldering wick popped into my head and I had always prayed that about prodigals and people that were praying to return, but it dawned on me, what if that's me? What if that's me? And all this time I can't see my own need because my eyes are looking out to everyone else. And then I started thinking about the prodigal son. I thought, well, what if that's me? What if those times in life, you know, he, he desired to eat the pig's food. And there are things in our life that are like pig's food compared to the presence and the glory of the Lord. But what are you going to do? Don't be satisfied with those things. There are pleasures and joy that come from being in his presence that come from nowhere else. And praise God that when we turn to him, we realize that he was there all along. And he welcomes us home. I've set the Lord before me. In your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Let's have a look at Hebrews 12, 1 and 2. There's some similarities in the language here. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Your race, your life, your purpose, the dealings of God. And looking to Jesus, that's like set the Lord before me the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Who for the joy set before him endured the cross. So we set the Lord before us, and in his presence is fullness of joy. He set his mind towards the cross for the joy set before him. What might that joy be that he set his mind towards? Well, there's probably lots of things that have been written about this, but I want, the Lord wants to remind you of one. That the joy, the everlasting joy, the fullness of joy, is not just a joy that's for you that when you're in his presence, it's a joy for him. That his joy is a two-way street. It's not one way. It's not just that you would feel glad and secure, but that you would be his delight. That you enjoy him, and he so enjoys you. That the fullness of joy cannot be just your joy alone, but it's his The joy wants you to know that it's you in his presence. The Lord wants you to know it's you in his presence. Gives him joy. You enjoying him. Lloyd's been around this week and one 
thing that Lloyd said that I found so profound. And when I say it, you might think it's not profound. But he said, God doesn't just love you. He likes you. Think about that. He likes you. You are his beloved. He enjoys your presence. He is like that soft dove waiting for you to turn to him. But very often, the challenge for us is the distractions and the needs and this and that. Not to mention YouTube and social media and everything else. And at the end of the day, a quick prayer, good night. He wants you. He is jealous for you. Will you turn to him? He's inviting you. It's a lie to think that entertainment is the way to relax or the only way to relax. The true way to rest and relax is in him, in his presence. And he so wants to share his joy with you. Would you be that dandelion? Would you be that one that lets his face shine upon you and you reflect his glory? Would you be that one that allows the wind of the Spirit to blow the seeds of your life? God is looking and waiting for you to turn to him. And as a people, would we afresh commit ourselves for him to do whatever he wants to do with us and to continue his dealings with us. One way to get hungry is to eat. Spiritually eat. Take time. Put away distractions. Open the word. When you go to bed at night, ask Holy Spirit, rest on you, talk to you, talk to you in the night. Turn your head. Start looking for the dove. Start looking for him. And start putting things aside that are earthly. The worship team could return. The main point for today is that you are his joy. And knowing that, the invitation is that you would turn to him every moment you can until that becomes the thing that consumes your life. So if you feel like today that you want to do that, then while the song plays, kneel. While the song plays, stand. While the song plays, come forward. Turn your eyes towards Jesus. He has something to do through you. It doesn't matter what it is. You won't know the significance. You won't know the importance. He just wants you to surrender and see what he might do 
There are giftings and graces that will spring up in you for others. Your life is for others. He just needs the surrender. And rightly so, because he has purchased us all with his precious blood. But he enjoys you. Turn to him. Enjoy him. Leave the pig's food alone. He loves to watch you smile and to hear you laugh. You are his beloved. You are his and he is yours. I believe today that if you're here and you have never been baptized in the spirit, felt his presence, you come forward. I believe today too, if you're someone here and you have a healing need in regards to teeth, the Lord is going to heal you. I'm going to say a prayer and then from there, respond in the way you feel led. Lord Jesus, we thank you for every grace and goodness that is in you, that you sustain us, but open our eyes afresh to see the riches of your glory. Because you said it's better to buy that field and to sell everything. You said it's better to lose your life so you might find it. You said it's better to give than to receive. And I thank you by your grace and Holy Spirit this day. Help us to think like you. May the things of the world, the things of our culture, the things of this day and age grow dim. Die in us that you might live. Holy Spirit, take a hold of us afresh. Fill us afresh. Open our eyes to see Jesus afresh. And Lord, all the people now that have an issue in the mouth to do with teeth, would you raise your hand? I declare that by your stripes we are healed and you were wounded for our sicknesses and infirmities. And in Psalm 103, you save and you heal and in Jesus' name, teeth be healed. Whatever the need is, I thank you. Healing power be released in Jesus' name. For those who want to respond today, do so now.